0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam has perfect sound, Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone, two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports with wacky ass hijinks and analysis. I am purposely, before I ask Adam how he's doing, and we are also presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, I am purposely putting my mouth as close to the microphone as I can. This will be the ultimate audio test for all of you that have bitched and moaned for five years, even though we've had consistent audio improvements since then. Um, better microphones, better EQ in the last three months, or actually do sound editing on this stuff. So I hope this sounds better for everybody. I really do. Adam, how's it going, sir? Well, Graham, I, I've,
1: I'm worried I made a, a massive mistake by bringing this up. So I was with Hugo this past week, and he just commented on how, for our podcast, he has to turn it up as high as it could possibly go in order to hear, and he did mention you a lot. Uh, but like for other amateur podcasts, he doesn't have to do that. So they also have amateur-quality mics and studios and whatnot. Well, you should tell, but, Hugo, but,
0: that this is a professional podcast. But, and we should be held to a higher standard. <laughs> that's a good point. That's
1: a good point. We are professional. So I think that's what he's doing, is holding us to a higher standard. Okay. And he pointed out that... Wait, where was I going with that?
0: He pointed out that I was too... F- far away oh, from the yeah. microphone. Oh
1: yeah, other people that do it are super close to the bike, which right. I've told you in the past, but you get you get very sensitive about it. And I and I am I'm concerned it's that in a it...
0: comfortable position. We don't have great podcast chairs. Well we well, we need to get the stands. Yeah the stands would help.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we just do need... but,
0: but for for Hugo, Mark Andre and all those other people out there are uh, hundred users ish, I'm I'm getting very close to the microphone. And when the audio peaks and and, and a, a rings out your ears. Just just blame Hugo. Well, then okay? you can turn the volume down. You can turn the volume down as a listener, but the audio quality won't be as good, Adam. Gotcha. you. will get this, you know, this little little uh, this little buzz or well, It'll be uncomfortable to the ears. We'll find out. We'll, find, we'll out. find out. Sounds like that we're in a similar situation to the Braves, Adam. We had the components, we had the pieces supposedly in place. However, we can't help but disappoint.
1: Well, fortunately for both us and the Braves, like we have an infinite amount of time left Sure. to improve. And the Braves yeah. have like 122 games left. So, you know, the panic's out there. I'm hearing it all over the place on the Twitter, on the Atlanta
0: sports thread. Oh, You had the blessing of not having to watch this trash team for the last week or so. I, I watched the YouTube highlights. Okay. Yeah. Which you didn't sit through the three and a half hours of grueling misery.
1: Uh, which, which, night. which game are you specifically referring to?
0: Uh, specifically referring to... I saw
1: Williams Contreras hitting bombs.
0: Right, yeah, no, he's been fine. But, like, uh, I went to the Red Sox game last week, one of them, the one we lost, the 9-4 loss. I, uh, You know, the Padres game was rough. Um, the one on Sunday and the one on Friday. And the, I think the most frustrating part about it is, like, I don't feel like even though we're not playing that well. Well, the, the frustrating thing really is, is that we're not playing that well. We're still pretty competitive. It's not like teams are like walking all over us for the most part. Um, it's just like we cannot get any consistency going in the way we play. Like the defense was atrocious against uh, San Diego over the weekend. It's like that is, that's not the way the Braves play baseball. Like Austin Riley made a huge error we made a huge error. Even Matt Olsen made an error on a very routine play. And it's like, those guys are our cornerstones um, on defense, and I would say Olsen and Riley are cornerstones on offense. And it's like, those are just mistakes that you don't see the Braves make.
1: I heard 6A to the fan talking about the, the random Austin Riley errors and how it coincided with him going to arbitration, which normally mm. arbitration is like an offseason thing. But because of the lockout, it was pushed to in-season. So it's like... And he lost his arbitration, which is like such a weird thing to see as Austin Riley loses two Braves. And it's like they're haggling over like $200,000, $300,000. ridiculous. And for them to not say Austin Riley is worth that $300,000
0: is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's just another sign of, once again, cheap-ass Liberty
1: Media. So like imagine you go into your employer and... Saying, Hey, I think I'm worth, you know, an extra call it five percent a year. I've done this and that and this and that. I, I had a had a great year, blazy blazy blah, blah. And they look at you and they are like, nope, not the case. Right. We th- we think you're worth exactly what we're paying you now. Yeah,
0: and then in particular if I had performed to the level that Austin Riley performed, which is a damn near MVP season, <laughs> carried that team throughout the entire year last year, I'd be like i'd be miffed
1: so so yeah to do that go through that with your team and then have to go out and try to win a game for your employer the same day you can see how things like that yeah could happen yeah so and and like you know his teammates are seeing him go through that other teammates are going through it like it's just still like a weird year but it's exactly how last year started as well um acuna's still not playing 100 percent but we saw in the games that he did play in Milwaukee the difference that he made. He's great,
0: and I mean, it's, he's it's, still performing at a very high level. The starting pitching has gotten going over the last week. Charlie Morton is not dead, I guess, but yes. it's still only one start. It's still only one start. He's got to do. He's got to put at least three or four. But good the stuff together. is
1: there, man. As long as the stuff's there, I'm not worried. Yeah, we'll see. And he he was throwing really well his last start.
0: I was impressed that he didn't allow like he didn't have that early inning. Uh oh. Sort of yeah. sort of thing that happened, even in the start before where he did have, you know, he didn't give up any runs. He still had that early inning, uh oh, and he just got out of it basically through sheer luck, yeah, and, because the ball was smacked. It was just right at uh, the center fielder, so it's like it was nice to see him actually look like Charlie Morton again in this last start.
1: So that that's promising, but like, yeah, at the end of the this offense has been rough. We've seen Ozuna hit a few home runs this week, which is good to see. I thought Duvall had a couple decent at bats in the Milwaukee series. But I, I still i am taking the general mindset that these players that were good for us last year aren't all of
0: a sudden going to suck. Well, Zuna sucked last year. Zuna is a big question mark to me right now. He is a question mark, for sure. Yeah, and you want to hear some interesting numbers. We talk about batting average with balls in play. I did a little digging. We do? Yeah. Well, Not, not a ton, well, but enough. You talk about I it. I talk about it. Yeah. I,
1: I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, I hear right, you. Right. Or you just tune me out either way. Exactly. Yeah. So, to recap for those, and maybe Adam, batting average of balls (laughs) in play is for, you know, what is your actual batting average when you hit the ball? So it doesn't take into account strikeouts or walks or anything like that. Um, So, Ozuna's batting average of balls in play is 229. His actual batting average is 218, which leads me to believe that he is who he is right now. He's not getting unlucky. His batting average is only, his batting average. Balls and plays only ten points higher than his actual average. That's pretty close. That's pretty much saying, all right, that's who he is right now.
1: Well, yeah, but but right now, just I don't see how the stats matter there. It's because it's we. You can eyeball tests and know he's not hitting the cover off the ball, right? But, but usually, that doesn't mean that's how he's going to be all year.
0: No, it doesn't. But you can also look at things like um, you know, if for, for example, one of my fantasy baseball players, Taylor Ward, who is just having like the season of his life, even though my team sucks. His batting average of balls in play is, like, 435, and he's hitting, like, 320, which goes to say that he's getting very lucky right now. Like, that's going to regress. Right. So it's just an indicator of, like, how lucky or unlucky are you right now. Sure. So it, it says to me that Ozuna's kind of, like, it's not like he's crushing the ball or anything, even though he did hit two home runs this week. It's like, overall, he's just kind of, like, he is what he is. But you know what? It's something that's funny is that Adam is hitting 198, but his batting average of balls in play... It's 286.
1: Okay. I see where you're going with it now, Graham. Yeah.
0: You so set me up. That is fascinating to me.
1: So he's lucky to be
0: 198. Yes. Is what you're which is disturbing. Disturbing yeah. as hell to me. Uh, Ozzy is two, um, 242 bad average balls in play, hitting 233. So.
1: Yeah, Ozzy's really falling off as well. I feel like he's he's kind of being slept on for. Yeah. He started really hot and
0: yeah, he's had a lot of kind of falling runs. apart. Yeah, it's it's interesting for Ozzy. I mean, he's having the same problems he normally has, except it's just happening at a, at a horrible time, where, you know, he's not being patient in the count, he's not drawing walks, he's swinging a lot of first pitches. This team has done a horrible job overall of of just not working the count. I think in the San, San Diego series, I think they. Struck out, like, 35 times and had, like, six walks or something like yeah, that. It was Some ridiculous yeah. numbers like that. And it's just, you can't expect to win baseball games and do that. The only people that can work the count, seemingly, are Acuna and Olsen. And, like, that's it. And and Darnell. Um, even Austin Riley's not really putting together great at-bats right now. I know he's had the arbitration thing, but just, like, over the last few weeks, he's been very, like,
1: ugh. But I, I still think you look at that Milwaukee series, and I know we lost the last game um, Wednesday in – tough fashion but like at the end of the day we, we we should have won two out of three against yes a strong brewers team and i i do think overall you know the pitching was obviously there until you know free just slipped a little bit yeah up for nothing jansen gets his first blown save of the year you're not going to fault him too much for no, that he's been lights that's, that, that's going to happen yeah but you know i saw some positive steps i i saw some i saw zuno down oh two work it to three two yeah And, like, obviously the bomb. So, like, you got to, like, you know, it's... I think people are not giving enough grace to the fact that, you know, it's a weird start to the season. Obviously some teams are coming out swinging, but... We're just not there yet, but, you know, we're not out of it. The the Mets are playing 500 ball over the last 10, 12 games as well. Did you hear
0: also Max Scherzer's going to be out for Yeah, I saw
1: the (laughs) headline. It's like, I told you! You really think that the guy who couldn't throw the playoffs because of a dead arm is going to be healthy all season? No.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I saw someone tweet that. It's like, the NL East is wide open. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Like, you have to win more than two series to start saying the NL East is wide open. The Braves still, at the end of the day, even though, yes, I would agree, Milwaukee series, despite the loss, was a step, I think, in the right direction overall. But you can't say your shit until you win more than two series. Like, it's crazy that they haven't won more than two series yet.
1: Yeah, that, that's something else, Graham, something else. It's good Good to see – I'm going to stick with these positives. Okay. Good to see Kyle Wright thrown well yes. still after his one
0: pretty rough start. And it was interesting because we were at that game um, and – you were at the game where he got we're, shelled? Yeah, we got shelled, the Red Sox game. And he was just getting frustrated. It was really interesting watching him out there. Like, I don't know, because, like, we were sitting in the outfield, so I couldn't really, you know, adequately tell what balls and strikes were. But there were a couple of times he was walking people that were just way out of the zone. And it just looked like he was overthrowing, not composed. But, yeah, he bounced back brilliantly in his next start. I don't think there's – Kyle Wright showed me enough so far this year where I'm not going to, like, anoint him, like, staff ace or anything yet. But I'm like, I have confidence in him. I believe that he is – you know, the steps he's taken are there. The proof's in the pudding to start the season, so I don't expect him to just fall off. And he proved he has, you know, mental fortitude and resilience in that last start. So, like, I'm – I feel great about Kyle Wright. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Kyle Wright looks good. Freed looks good, even though I know yesterday was was a little shaky – Hopefully Charlie Morton's back. Um, I know that with uh, Matsick on the injured list, there's the, you know, quote-unquote need for Spencer Strider to go to the bullpen. But, God I would love to see him start.
1: Yeah, I I hope he gets his chance. But, I mean, you're right, he's, especially with Luke Jackson out, like we kind of forget how big of a loss that is. Yes. And now Matsick it's like we, we absolutely need him in the bullpen. Yeah. And, but he's, he's going to be like a 7th, 8th inning guy now.
0: Yeah, and he just, I mean, he's just continued to go out there and just this incredible control over his fastball and off-speed stuff. I mean, he, he looks like he's been pitching for 10 years. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. And, like, struck out the side yesterday. um, and, and the Game 2 against Milwaukee, I believe, was, like, uh, it's like 99, 100, 101 to strike out the side. Like, I mean, that's, that's how – and he, he's painting corners. He's working up in the zone, down the zone. He's a diverse pitcher in that respect. He's, he's – everybody – I mean, like, the thing I thought that was going to be interesting is like, yeah, he can throw gas, but can't he control it? He can more than control it. He he, he is the baseball. Like, it's, it's unreal, his right. stuff.
1: I still, like – and I have to see him start before I can really have this opinion, but it's like I still have a hard time seeing him do that five, six
0: innings – I don't think he's stretched out enough. Every fifth day, he's gone four innings. I think that's the longest he's gone this year. But it tells me that well, shit. Why not? Why couldn't he stretch out to five or six innings? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Tucker Davidson had a big start. That the other that day. was
1: that was great to see. Yeah. He, he was a guy I liked a lot last year before he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he's going to get another opportunity. It's I don't know. Hopefully those guys are down in AAA working something out. The Waskers, the Two Kyle Muller doesn't look at all ready anymore after no. he got his one opportunity this year. But yeah, you don't you don't want to be riding that Gwinnett train. No, back but, and forth. Yeah. Well, I suppose bus because they don't they didn't allow MARTA trains to go to Gwinnett. Right. Yeah.
0: So Some, the grave injustices to us city, city drillers. Yep. Yep. Uh, so what 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 are, what are we looking at here? What do you think? you think this is still just patience? Um, not panic. Yeah, yeah, hundred
1: Absol- percent, Graham. And keep in mind, at at around the All Star break, we could be getting Eddie Rosario, Mike Soroka, Kirby Yates. These are some big names. Plus, whoever the hell Anthopolis trades for, you know, he's which gonna, you know is going to happen. He's going to
0: be very active at the deadline. If if this team's still in contention, the problem, is we're eight games back of those damn bets
1: it's fine. Beat them head to head a few times, yeah. just like we did earlier this year. Yeah, we still didn't
0: make up any ground
1: against them, though. I guess we did split. Yeah. I
0: mean, I guess the the one positive I'll say also is like the Braves don't get swept. At least, at least they're even when they're not winning the series, or at least yeah. winning one game. I mean, they're not. And with the three additional wild cards, anything can happen. It's a lot of baseball that's to be played. I'm I'm just not I not getting as upset as I was earlier in the year because I'm like, this is kind of what this team is right now. and You just sort of hopefully have to ride it out, and hopefully they'll get through it.
1: Yeah, we, we do need to figure out something in the outfield quick, though, because I've been saying since the beginning of the year, Duvall's not an everyday center fielder, and his defense has obviously been fine, but...
0: The offense is terrible.
1: He just needs some more days off.
0: Yeah, he's old, too. He's like 34, you know, and he, he's playing a premium defensive position... But I think that probably is having an impact. It's gotta of this have. Offense.
1: It's gotta have a.
0: Yeah, like he's not hitting any home runs. ab is is good for three things: hitting with guys on base, hitting home runs, and playing defense. He's only doing one of those things right well, now.
1: The, just the lack of the team hitting with runners in scoring position it's that unreal. that is mind boggling. Real.
0: There's been a couple of times when they've gotten really unlucky. Um, the game against uh, I can't remember it was a Sunday game against San Diego. Uh, Darneau had a had a big. It was like two guys on. He had this huge uh, had a line drive. It was just right at somebody. Same thing happened with Austin Riley one of the Milwaukee games this week. Yeah. There's been a couple of unlucky times for sure, but there's also there's been a lot of strikeouts with guys in a scoring position. This team strikes out like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it's like
1: ugh. if we're having the clutch conversation, and you know, I know you and I are generally generally homers, but we gotta like step outside of this box a little bit. When is the proper time to really look at the freddie freeman matt Olson argument because Olson has slowed down a lot and freddie freeman was always just like a beast with runners in scoring position so yeah. the, those comparisons are already happening more yeah. than we want them to i'm um, not gonna jump the situation this, is what it is
0: yeah
1: and i think Olson, like Olson, still obviously has a lot of promise but you know that that's what that was freddie's that was freddie's
0: thing well remember also freddie this time last year was doing horribly like he's scuffled until pretty much the end of May.
1: But you check your LA box scores, you know he's. You oh, see, you know Freddie's he's, you, killing you this see the, he's hitting over three hundred. You yeah. see the clutch hits. No, he, he's been. He's They're been, loving him in LA. Yeah,
0: he's been everything um, that we've known him to be his entire career. I don't think I'm at a position right now where I can look at Matt Olson and be like, he sucks. He's a bust. He's worse than Freddie. It's a long season. Let us also not forget that Matt Olson had a better year defensively and offensively than Freddie Freeman last season. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and start saying, Oh, the Braves are fucked without Freddie Freeman or Matt Olson's a joke or God, I wish we had Freddie. There's going to be part of that, that says, God, we wish we had Freddie, but it's not because we have Matt Olson. So it's just because I love Freddie Freeman. So I'm, I am, I am big patience on Matt Olson. Um, and he's still, even though he slowed down, he's still the more consistent performers on the team. He's like one of like two guys, including Acuña that has an on-base percentage above 350. He's still, you know, coming up with some timely hits. The power hasn't been there yet, but he's getting on base, he's he's hitting doubles, he's having a solid season. It's not revolutionary. It's not like, you know, what we're used to. We've been spoiled with Freddie for the last 10 years where it's, you know, consistent 300, 400, 500, you know, average on-base slugging. That's not where we're at right now. That's not to say Matt Olson can't get there. Particularly on the on base and the slugging percentage department. So I, I'm big. T- he is the least of my worries right now. Ozzy sucks right now. Ozuna sucks right now. Duvall sucks right now. Those are those are the things that are scaring me at the moment, particularly with Duvall and Ozuna.
1: Yeah, that that outfield is such a mess. Like, and maybe maybe it's Michael Harris' time. I don't know. I I, I know they I don't. don't know. Want he's.
0: I don't think he's ready.
1: I know they don't want to rush him. At least get him up to Triple A. See what he can do there for a month, but just at least defensively. By the way, I also check Oakland A's box scores a lot. Yeah, your boy Pache. Oh, he's, he's been hit, terrible. He's hitting one fifty five. Yeah, yeah. He
0: had a hot start. He's kind of cooled off.
1: Although no, I know Lang Lears, he, he hasn't been called up yet, but he's got like twelve home runs already in the minor league season.
0: Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's the one thing I'm sort of getting at with with um, the one thing that that bothers me about the Olson deal and not bringing back Freddie more than anything is that you had to gouge your farm system to bring in a guy that will hopefully replicate or come close to replicating or maybe exceed a comparable player to freddie freeman whereas if you just bring freddie freeman back you still retain all right. those guys but that's the most frustrating y- thing
1: younger and back. cheaper as well though. younger and cheaper and they but and you can see like contreras just like he's got that swagger man like he's, he's got that it factor
0: like, yeah
1: i don't know why he's not in there every day yet
0: i still like i as the DH with, with Joseph, I was like, well, he should be the DH yeah. every freaking day. Like the likelihood of an injury to the catcher is slim, and even if it happens, so be it. Give yourself the best chance to win. Not not putting him in the lineup is is, is not doing that. Yeah, silly. Um, it's good to talk
1: about all this with you, though, Graham. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a minute. It's
0: been a minute. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it's just like it's really the thing that bugs me. Like, The most, like I was just talking about, like uh, the on base percentages on this team are just so low. It's like,
1: and it's, I don't, is that how it is baseball wide? Because that's, I think that's just the game, you
0: know? Well, it's really bad for us more than most teams. I mean, like, like I said, we only have one everyday player who's got a, a, a over 350 on base percentage in Olsen. He's at 373, which is very, very solid. Um, but everyone else is terrible. Ozzy two eighty nine sucks. Ozuna two sixty four. That's like below replacement level. Uh, Duvall, damn two fifty seven. I mean, it's just it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic.
1: Yeah, I mean let's let's hope Ozuna is not just a complete dud now. Yeah, that would he he was kind of the X factor coming into this year.
0: Yeah, we are very reliant on him. I, I at least I really don't understand why he's still hitting fourth most of the time. Cannot happen.
1: Who else do you put there? Darno. Darno's not playing that well either.
0: I'll, I'll take anybody hitting fourth over Ozuna right now almost.
1: He's got that power.
0: Yeah, but it's like... And that huge
1: three-run bomb. Here's what I would
0: do. Call me crazy. I would just, you know, obviously keep Acuna first. We don't we don't want to fuck with that. But if Acuna first hit De merit second... Merit. Yeah. And then go Olsen Riley. Move him down? Yeah. And then I would I would go Darno, Ozzy, Ozuna. I would put Ozuna in the seventh spot right now until he proves to me that he can consistently either hit for power or get on base or something. It's like. God. And also having Ozuna in in the outfield is just is horrible too. It's it's uh because I know we were talking about putting Contreras in DH, but it's also like then you have to put Azuna in the yeah. freaking outfield. It's, uh, it's a nightmare. He, he
1: doesn't have the best cards to play right now.
0: No, Snickers' hands are tied a little bit, but I yeah. still think you can find ways to put a jolt into this lineup or improve it by hitting Contreras more. I mean, Contreras is slugging 600, and he's hit damn four home runs and only 30 at-bats. Yeah, That's, that's insane.
1: Yeah, let them, let them get some swings in at least. Yeah. So what, what do we got the rest of the week with the break? I know we got the Marlins, right?
0: Stinky Fish this it, weekend. In Miami? We are uh, we are in Miami, yes. I, I think and, Duvall crushes there, doesn't he? He does, uh, especially when he was a Marlin last year. Um, and then four against Philly after that.
1: Okay. The Phillies are a bunch of losers. I'm okay. We We can make a little run here.
0: Now's the time now's the time you're playing against your division, act like it and kick their ass um you know it's 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 fish Phillies fish those are your next uh ten games nice so let's
1: makes make some moves get i mean you, you can
0: just see how how
1: huge Ronald Cunha jr is for this lineup and just the energy that he brings so if he hopefully's through this groin stuff, if anything maybe it's given given the knee a little more chance to be 100% healthy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we, let's see him in there every day now. You understand why they're not playing him every day. Like, you can't fault them too much. No, no. It's, it's not It's not like this is the stretch run and we need to win every game right now. No,
0: and obviously if he has a groin problem... It's May. I don't want to be like, get out there. Is it May? It is May. It's May. It's May yeah. 19th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty deep into May now. Uh, it, you know, the groin, it's like, I don't want to push that. That could, you know... That could blow up into a larger injury. So yeah, be cautious on that. I'm okay with the amount they're using him in the field and DHing. It was really interesting watching him in the field when I went to the game last week. There was a rocket, an absolute rocket, hit to right field, and he handled it fine. You know, he made the play, but you could tell he had to go back towards the wall again. It was kind of like the same thing with the Marlins, and I had to. I if, if I'm thinking it when the ball's in the air, he's thinking it. And they could tell he was kind of moving gingerly, like, oh, fuck, it's going to happen again. He made the play, but I was like, he's got to still be oh, uh, hearing ghosts. A
1: maybe bit. make him DH in Miami because that's where it happened. Oh. You know? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. But, but he's got to get through it as well. Yes. So.
0: Um, yeah, the outfield needs. A read- I mean, I know Anthopolis knows this. It's just, I'll be interested to see if he makes. Potentially a move sooner than we're expecting.
1: Well, I think he said that it's it's just so tough to make any moves this early in the season.
0: Right, because no, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is, but... And people know they can get a lot more value at the trade deadline. Yeah. Or, like you're talking about, what can be done? If you can't trade for someone, do you start the Michael Harris project and say, let's see what happens if you put him up in AAA? All
1: right, I know Drew Waters had a good start in AAA. You'd think he, he would be the next guy up.
0: Yeah, we need we need some help. And uh, either if that's internally or externally, we need some help out there. Yep. So, but I'm I'm proud of Demerit. He's not the greatest player in the world, but he he busts his ass, he tries his hardest, and he's done an admirable job. He's got a higher on base percentage than like five of our normal everyday players. So
1: keeping us uh from getting swept.
0: Yes. I think he's been a he's been a factor.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah, I don't really have much else on the Braves – Unless you do, Adam.
1: That's all I got.
0: Oh, no. oh no. last
1: thing I was going to say, uh, book recommendation. Book recommendation. Graham and I have both read this now. Mm. Ballplayer by Chipper Jones. Surprisingly, like, really good.
0: Yeah, very candid, candid book.
1: Like, Adam. if you want all the inside stories of, you know, especially the Brays in the 90s and the that. well, yeah, I mean, because he goes through it all. Hearing about Greg Maddox pissing on his leg in the shower. Yeah, beating down Pedro Bourbon Jr. for
0: chatting up his wife.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was really good. And I, I liked the. He mentioned. He talks about Frank Wren a little bit and how Bobby Cox almost quit because of Frank Wren. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Right. Like, he yeah, he's just very open and out there. And uh, it's a good read.
0: Yeah, it's not like. You're reading Tolstoy or something, but it's a very, you know, if you like baseball, you like Chipper, you like the Braves, you'll you'll dig the book.
1: I had, I had a fa- five-hour flight to San Francisco and just read the book the entire time. It was Spirit, so there were no movies. So right. Encourages reading. Sure. Yeah. Better for the brain. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yep.
0: All right. Well, I think that uh, covers the Braves. We'll take a quick break and hear a word from our friends from DraftKings.
1: The NBA playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do.
0: Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit.
1: So here's what you need to do, chicos. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: All right, and we're back. Adam, there's not really too much else going on in the world of Atlanta sports, but we can talk a little Falcons. Rookie minicamp is happening or has happened.
1: Yep, 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 sure did. Uh, some pretty good articles came out of that specifically about potential future quarterback Desmond Ritter. Did you see those, Graham?
0: I have seen some things. Yes, I saw that everybody was raving about his ability to find re- open receivers, um, looking, checking his reads. That he has uh, leadership quality in him. That he's using uh, the, the the fact that he slept to the third round as a chip on his shoulder. All good things. All things we've heard a million times from a million other rookie quarterbacks. He looked comfortable. The videos, like he looked solid in the pocket. But it's, it's training camp. Everybody looks solid in the pocket. So
1: well, it's just rookie camp. But yeah. still, like, you, you still like to see, I think Arthur Smith said, it's like, well, yeah, we, you don't want to see a guy you're hoping turns into a leader just be all quiet on day one. Right. And he's out there screaming at the guys, like, after day one of rookie minicamp, he's like, hey, we got to be better, man. That We made a lot of mistakes.
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think, you know, the most important thing someone can do when they're entering a new position or whatever. In any anywhere is set the tone, set expectations, especially if you're in a leadership role like quarterback, and you want to, and you're trying to win that job. Yeah, let every you know, let them know, and if you if you don't, then you're saying a bad precedent from the start. So good for him. Yeah,
1: it's promising to me, and I, I really, the more I read about this team and what what they're trying to do, the more I get excited about watching it, just in terms of turning the page. We've discussed this before. We just turn on the page of the Matt Ryan era. Yeah. Um, I think we have some decent quarterback options in Mariota and Ritter. It's just going to be something different to watch. You know, we we might be terrible. Yes. We might win more games than people are expecting.
0: All possibilities. Like,
1: I don't know. Like, there's some good pieces on this team. Like, legitimately the number one cornerback
0: in the Uh, league. Number one cornerback in the league. For a second, I thought you said quarterback. But yes, cornerback, it's yeah. hard to argue against the greatness that is A.J. Terrell. I am excited I was I was just thinking about him before you, you uh you said that because we haven't seen I don't remember the last time that a cornerback played as well as he has during his career. And this is only year three for him. Like when I say cornerback, I mean cornerback for the Falcons. I don't remember the last time I saw someone be that shut down. He's better than Trufant ever was at his peak.
1: Yeah. Uh wide receiver rooms look a little better, Graham. The kid that, that we traded for from Oakland as well. How's that off uh, Brian Edwards? Yeah. Yeah, like, he's a, he's a with solid London
0: Drake, like it's this is a solid second, third option.
1: All of a sudden our number one weakness is like I'm not calling it a strength, but like
0: we're okay there. I would disagree that wide receiver rooms are number one weakness.
1: Well, I know you're a offensive line guy.
0: And as long as that doesn't get addressed, I don't care who you bring out a, a, a wide receiver. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, yeah, for this, but like you need to build for the future.
0: Yes. So with offensive linemen, build inside to out, we, not outside in. We've had this argument a million times. But you realize that what I'm saying has some validity to it. You have
1: you have uh, Listrum,
0: and you Matthews. Have, you have Matthews. And that's it.
1: And then you can sign three veterans you next to you. You don't want year. to do
0: that. You won't want to sign why, why high price veterans to. To big deals that could once again tank your salary cap. You don't want to do if you sign one. That's fine, but you have so many other holes, so many other holes to address on this team. I the thing I'm most concerned about about with with the Falcons beyond the trenches is linebacker, um, because I think losing foyer is a hu- is a problem that people are not giving enough attention to, and Deion Jones is worthless. So now it's like... You're, Worthless. I wouldn't go that uh, far. He's pretty, he's pretty underwhelming, uh, wouldn't you say? Below average in terms of his play last season. I, I wouldn't say he's
1: below average. I, I don't know what an average linebacker looks like, but I, I don't
0: think that's Deion Jones. I think, I, I think his motor is not what it was.
1: Yeah, you know, Exactly. So I think you're comparing him to like what we're used to seeing. Yes. But I, I'm sure he is better than a league average linebacker. I don't think he's
0: trash. I just think he's like... Yeah, maybe I'm being a little hyperbolic in my criticism. But I think linebacker's taken a big step back, along with quarterback, uh, this year for sure. Now, yeah, I would agree. Receiver does look better. But, you know, once again, can we give the quarterbacks time to make plays? Can the receivers get open?
1: We we did sign um, Nick Kwiatowski. Big
0: signing. I, mean,
1: I think he, he's a legitimate veteran linebacker uh, from the Raiders. We signed him this offseason.
0: I mean, like three days ago. So it will be okay. Well, I think it's interesting, too. We're signing all these linebackers, and like, uh, this makes me think that Deion Jones is getting ready to be. Yeah, traded.
1: I mean, Lorenzo Carter, he's going to be playing. Troy Anderson, obviously. Michael Walker. Michael Walker. I'm yeah. looking to take a big step forward. Um, there's there's some potential. There. Yeah,
0: I'd say at the very least, the good news is is that you have Grady Jarrett for the next four years during this rebuild. Hopefully, the rebuild doesn't take that long. But you have a guy that sets the tone, and you also have, you know, um, an AJ Terrell. You have these two two people that are absolutely stalwart at their position. And then you know, on the offensive side, you got um, hopefully excitement at quarterback. Hopefully, excitement at wide receiver. You have Kyle Pitts, who's going to, once again, turn in a, a really good year, you would think. So, yeah, I think at the very end of the day, to circle back to what you were talking about, to sort of complete the arc, as it were, we will be getting a different team in some respects. We will be getting a, a different look uh, uh, at the Falcons than, than, we're, than we're used to. The one constant that was always there was Matt Ryan, whether you loved him or hated him. That's not happening anymore, So we don't know what to expect as much, even though I still expect we will suck and be one of the worst teams in the league. It will at least be done in a way that we're not expecting. And then maybe you're right. Maybe there's a pleasant surprise in here. Maybe somehow this team is able to play better uh, than the sum of its parts. I don't know. But um, at the very least, it will be different. It will be different. We'll be able to protect a quarterback or attack him, but it will be different.
1: (laughs) I like the uh, tight end room as well. Yeah, yeah. Pitts, Anthony uh, Furkser, you know him.
0: Yeah, uh, tight end from Tennessee, who's back up there. Um, he's more of a, uh, uh, I mean, a blocker than a, than a pass catcher, but he's 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 a solid player.
1: I mean, last year, two hundred ninety-one yards receiving—that's pretty good from a backup.
0: Yeah, no, he's end. used more. He's not like a. He's he's not like as much of a blocker as like a Lee Smith. You can still rely yeah. on him to make some catches. Got
1: the rookie Fitzpatrick, who is like idolizes Lee Smith, so... Right. I like that room, Graham.
0: Yeah. And running back will be interesting. I'm really looking forward to yeah. seeing what this Algier kid from BYU can do. Yeah. I mean, uh, 23 touchdowns last year was, was uh, I think, tied for the lead in Division One football last season. So, I mean, you don't do that by accident, even if you are on BYU, so...
1: We got pieces, Graham. We got pieces, and you can kind of see what direction they're taking. It. And most importantly, Arthur Smith...
0: And Terry Fontenot are on the same page. Yeah. They're, they're not st-
1: battling against each other. They they
0: they both have the same vision. Yeah. I, I would be really curious, though, to be a fly on the wall for that Deshaun Watson shit. I want to know whose idea it was, who's pursuing it, like how that all transpired. Because I thought they handled that just poorly when the deal blew up in their face. You can remove all the moral stuff. We've already talked about that. But I'm just talking about like the pursuit of that and then the way it was handled when it didn't work out for them.
1: I mean, that, that must
0: have just been all... All Arthur Blank. That's what I think too. Yeah, and that's another just another reason why I'm like, can we please can Arthur just let the football people do their job? Maybe that was a good lesson for him. Again, he's never going to learn. He's 78 years old. and He keeps doing this shit. It's, it's unreal. I'm too old. I know he wants I can't to win learn a, new lessons. I know. Now. I know he wants to win a Super Bowl. Like there's no. I mean, I know more than anyone in Atlanta, he wants to win the Super Bowl. But you hire the football people to be football guys, you
1: mm-hmm. know. Sure, but yeah, we'll be coming up on training camp in June
0: next I think month. A little later, I think mini camps in July, and then or I think I think mini camps in June, and then training camps in July. I, I believe. So at, at some point in time. Yeah, yeah, very soon. Um, and actually, you know, I'll be interested maybe in going to a preseason game or two, just so <laughs> we can just so we can see all these guys. Right? I mean, that like that's the happening. thing. Well, you gotta, you know, if if you're if you're in this for the long haul as a Falcons fan, right, you gotta you gotta start trying to. I wouldn't say be positive for no reason, but at least try to embrace what's going on. Which is, I'm talking to myself more than anybody right now, but be embrace what's happening a little bit if you can, and and show these try to show these guys some support.
1: I watched the 13-win Hawks just because I was excited about Josh Smith and
0: Josh Childress. You were the biggest Hawks fan circa 2003, I think, in yeah,
1: at Atlanta. Yeah, 100% was. And, uh, you know, you, you watch your team grow and you get a lot more pride versus... It's the opposite of being a bandwagon fan. Yeah. You watch the team when they're shit. You see the little pieces you like. You're like, ooh, that guy, he's going to be something. Right. And then in a couple of years, you're back in the Super Bowl, and uh, it feels great. So the Super Bowl's two years away. I, could, I mean, Yeah, I could certainly see us being very competitive
0: uh, 2023. Wow. Yeah. I, you're far more optimistic than I am. But we'll see. No one knows. Yeah, I think we all know that. Well, I'm a realist. You might think I'm a pessimist.
1: Okay. Well, there's a fine line, which we'll have to discuss next week.
0: Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> On Atlanta's own. Yes. I think we've uh, run out of things to talk about. So we will uh, adjourn this this episode. Thank you all for hanging out with us. It's good to have Adam back from his uh, ventures out west. Learned a lot about wine, Graham. Learned a lot about wine in many ways. Well, we'll see you all next week. Until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitometer Sip.
1: Hospitometer Sip.